Hi there, it's Ryan. Just a quick note, Jeff's microphone did not cooperate during the recording of this episode. You'll notice that his audio sounds a lot different than it normally does. We apologize and we hope it does not take away from your pleasure in listening to this episode of MASH Matters. Attention all personnel, incoming podcast, this is MASH Matters. Will you still need me? Will you still feed me when I reach episode 64? Hello, it's MASH Matters, episode 64. Jeff, I think, does this make us eligible for some kind of uh, retirement or benefits when we reach episode 64? What, Ryan? What did you say? (laughs) 64 episodes. I have to lay down. I know. I'm going to lay down right now. This will be the shortest episode of MASH Matters ever because we're going to need a nap. Jeff, are you there? What? What? Okay, yeah, just just checking, just checking. Hello? Nurse. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh, 64 episodes. Holy moly. How many episodes do you think we can do? I don't know. That's a darn good question. I have no idea. I have no idea how long this train is going to run. I'm enjoying it. I have have no plans to stop anytime soon, but, you know, who the heck knows how long we're going to go with this. Well, if they stop sending the checks, then I'll stop. I mean, that's. Wait, somebody is sending you checks? <laughs> no, no, I don't get any checks from anybody. We don't get checks, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, we do this from the love and from our heart. Yes. We, we make no serious money at all, though we wouldn't deny anyone from doing that for us. Right, right, yeah. But we don't make any money because we love doing it. Yeah, I mean, we appreciate our, our Patreon supporters. We'll, oh my gosh, do we appreciate the Patreon. We'll salute them later uh, in the episode, but you know, because of uh, Patreon, they help us pay the bills because yes. podcasting is not free. It's a, you, you get yep. these episodes for free, but podcasting is not free. It, it can be a little pricey at times. So um, we appreciate everybody who does support us and helps us to pay the bills and keep the show on the air. Even uh, Do you say even on the air? I mean, we're not on the radio, I guess. No, we're not on the radio. Out in the pod Potosphere. <laughs> potosphere? Oh my God. You just made a new word. The potosphere. That sounds like a ride in Disneyland or something. Right? <laughs> I want to go on the potosphere, Mom. Oh, shut up already. We'll go later. The potosphere. I love that. Mm-hmm. Or maybe yep. they can name the another uh, uh, space capsule. <laughs> the potosphere. The potosphere has blasted off from Cape Canaveral today. We need to trademark that right away. Yes, indeed. Maybe maybe we can make enough money from that. We can go out on our yachts and, and broadcast <laughs> this from our yachts in, in the Caribbean. And we'll call that yacht the potosphere. It all comes full circle. Oh, that's brilliant. Yeah. All right. Well, great talking with you, Ryan. And I got to run. Let's go take our nap now. Okay. <laughs> Uh, hey, thank you to everybody who keeps sending us in questions and uh, comments and follow-ups to things that we talked about in previous episodes. Uh, a couple of episodes back, we talked about a MASH reference in St. Elsewhere, and we had a couple of people follow up on that. One of them was Grace Ann. She said, the scene you mentioned isn't the only one. One of the surgeons, Dr. Mark Craig, references serving with other MASH surgeons in Korea by character name. In Season 5, Episode 4, the episode entitled Brand New Bag, Dr. Craig says... 
I haven't had this much fun since B.J. Honeycutt and I closed the Kimchi Palace. Clearly, the writer's room for St. Elsewhere had at least one mash devotee at the table. Yeah, so there you heard, and that's uh, William Daniels playing Dr. Mark Craig. So there's another St. Elsewhere connection, but that's not the only St. Elsewhere connection, Jeff. Todd says, love the podcast, but must admit, I don't listen in order. What's the matter with you, Todd? I've specifically listened to the cast episodes first and jumped around a lot. Listened to a couple today, and there was a mention of St. Elsewhere with the Henry Blake reference. Immediately, I thought of Private Conway and was surprised that there was no mention of Ed Begley Jr. Well, yeah, Ed Begley Jr. was a series regular on St. Elsewhere, and I didn't, when we were talking about St. Elsewhere, I did not make that connection. I also did not make the natural connection. G.W. Bailey was also, for a brief moment in time, a series regular on St. Elsewhere. And Ed Flanders, also a series regular on St. Elsewhere. Ed Flanders playing the director of Yankee Doodle Doctor in uh, that episode of MASH. So there are several connections to MASH through St. Elsewhere. I just had a brain fart and didn't think about that when we were discussing it uh, in that uh, previous episode. St. Elsewhere isn't the only medical drama on TV that has a MASH connection. We have a message from Samantha saying, hey, Jeff and Ryan. Thank you for this awesome podcast. It has been so fun listening to the interviews and hearing the insights. My dad and I watch the show every time I visit, and he knows every line. It's always been a special show to us. I recently heard you read a listener's message about having a MASH nod in a show like Blue Bloods. I wanted to let you know that there are two nods to MASH in the show Grey's Anatomy. Season 6, episode 18 of Grey's Anatomy is called Suicide is Painless and features flashbacks to Dr. Owen Hunt's time in the military as an army doctor. It deals with his PTSD from the war, particularly after he was in an explosion in a vehicle, and everyone, including his friend Dan, died except for him. It's a pretty dark episode. Oh, by the way, everybody, spoiler alert, Dan dies. And then in season eight, episode 22, Dr. Christina Yang is taking her board exam and the examiner challenges her on a procedure. When he follows up with her about why she seems hostile, she says, Earlier when I said I was okay with that open procedure, I wasn't. That might have been okay when like Hawkeye and BJ did it on MASH, but this being the new century and all, I would have, as I said earlier, treated it endoscopically. Anyway, I thought you two might enjoy a little trivia about MASH being mentioned in one of the most popular current medical TV shows. Keep up the great work. Well, thank you, Samantha. I am not a Grey's Anatomy watcher, so I did not know anything about those references. Well, I found the episode. You heard the clip there. What's interesting, though, is that the medical examiner that's questioning her is played by William Daniels, who played Dr. Mark Craig. On St. Elsewhere. Wow. Yeah, right? (laughs) Holy moly. All paths go through St. Allegis and the MASH 4077. I think it all ends with Kevin Bacon, doesn't it? (laughs) Isn't that where it's about? Yes. (laughs) Our good friend Timothy says, in episode Friends and Enemies, Hawkeye puts some medicine on BJ's ingrown toenail. Do you have any idea what that would be? I've been in the medical field for 20 years, and I have no idea. Maybe it's an outdated treatment. Okay, Timothy, I have no idea what they would have put on. No. No, we don't know. I want to put it out there to the masses. So this is the episode where BJ has the ingrown toenail, and Hawkeye is putting this purple goop. (laughs) 
<laughs> on his toe. And he jokes that he is awarding him the purple toe. So it's this purple paste or something that he is putting on BJ's toe. I have no idea. You know, I just assumed, not being in the medical field, that that was maybe a common practice for ingrown toenails. I didn't know. But to hear a medical professional say, I don't know what that purple stuff is that he's putting on his toe makes me wonder, how did they know about this? What is this treatment? And does anybody else know? So putting it out to the medical masses, what is the purple stuff that's being put on BJ's toe? Let us know. Hey, Timothy, you'll be proud to know as a medical professional yourself, I recently had stitches about an inch below my big toe on my foot, got a little cut there, had to have three stitches, and it was they were in there for about 10 days, and it was, they were due to come out. So I made an appointment with a doctor to go take them out, and then I said, oh, wait a minute, why should I do that? So I got my scissors out and my tweezers and my alcohol and my bottle of gin. I had the bottle of gin, and then I stuck <laughs> the scissors under the thing. I clipped the stitches, yanked out those stitches, yanked them out with the tweezers. They came out lickety split, willy nilly, not a pain drop of nothing. It was just perfect. So I'm very proud. I, you know, strutted around the house for a couple of hours thinking, <laughs> being <laughs> empowered, empowered. So yes, ladies and gentlemen, if you have stitches, just yank them out by yourself. It's okay. Even if you have a you know open heart surgery and you have a bunch of them, go ahead and do it. Jeff Maxwell is not a medical professional. He only played the cook of medical professionals on television. Please do not follow any medical advice from this podcast. Please consult your doctor, a real doctor, not a TV doctor. Thank you. And I must add to that, if you do do something that I have recommended and you have a very serious physical uh, incident from it, please uh, contact my personal attorney, Mr. Les Abel. Uh, he's a wonderful guy, terrific attorney. You're going to love him. He's a crummy golfer, but he's a great guy. Les Abel in Los Angeles, California. Please call him, not me. Thank you. All right, let's go to the phone lines. Here is a voicemail from Josh. Hey guys, I just listened to episode 28 and I just wanted to say um, what an amazing story that was with Jeff being dubbed over and, you know, everything that happened between he and the unnamed executive that you mentioned. And I just wanted to say not only did I enjoy the story and was it worth the wait, but I did want to offer my condolences for you having to go through something like that. I've been through something similar to that before, as I'm sure a lot of your other listeners have been through. And uh, listening to it and kind of putting myself in your position and the fact that, you know, you're doing the show that you love with people you love and then having to go through something like that where you don't even know what you did and essentially you're fired, that's got to hurt. I just want to say knowing that and looking back, I'm so glad they brought you back onto the show. You do a wonderful job as Igor. You always did. You were one of the best parts of the show. You know, uh, I just watched Adam's Ribs episode last night. So you were really great in that. But anyway, I just wanted to say that I'm sorry that you had to go through that. I'm glad you came out on the other end and came back to the show. And again, I'm so glad I found the podcast. You guys are great. Thank you so much. And I hope you have a great day. My, my. Could you play that again? No, you can just listen to this episode when it comes out again. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I will. Hey, well, Josh, thank you very much for saying those very, very, very kind words. They're meaningful to me. I appreciate them, and I thank you. Uh, it was kind of a bummer moment for me in my young acting career life on MASH. Luckily, I kind of grew up, and luckily, things were patched over. And luckily, yes, I uh, returned to the hill or to the steam table. 
<laughs> but right. I, uh, I really appreciate your sentiments. And I, uh, I, gosh, I don't know what else to say other than thank you. And uh, I say this with love and affection in my heart to you for saying those things to me. That, that's wonderful. So thank you, Josh, very, very much. Thank you, Josh. Yeah, if you have not yet listened to episode 28, I encourage you to go back and listen to that because it is a very interesting story that you have not heard anywhere before, uh, except here on the podcast. And um, we hear a lot of comments and, and uh, inspiration from that episode. In fact, we were just talking to one of our MASH VIPs on Patreon on our Zoom chat the other day. And and I, I won't mention her name in case she doesn't want this story put out there Uh so linked to her name, but but she was saying to Jeff how appreciative she was from that that episode and that story that you tell in episode twenty eight. She was moved by how you took the high road, and it inspired her. She said to do the same, and you know she she said that she hadn't always taken the high road in in certain situations or known how to handle situations like that. But you actually inspired her to do that. And so I think that that was was really cool to hear that uh, story of something that unfortunate that happened to you many, many years ago by sharing that story that you are inspiring people like Josh here who who can relate and can take a lesson from it. So that's kind of nice to hear those kinds of stories. Well, it is. Yeah, thank you. It's good. Uh, You know, we all live our lives and we all have uh, really bad days, bad moments later on in our adult lives. And so uh, that was one of them that that I had, and it was really tough. Uh, But again, I I was able to sort of surround myself with myself and ground myself in the reality of what I needed to do and how I needed to go on. And uh, it worked as well as it could possibly have worked because all the things were laid to rest and everybody felt better and still to this day do so. I'm very grateful to all of the people who really helped me do that and all the people who are involved. So again, thanks, Josh. Thanks for saying all the wonderful things. But you you do stick pins in that little producer doll every night, it's right? It's every night, maybe three, four pins, very yeah. long ones, very long ones. <laughs> and they have spikes on them. And I put them in and I take them out and I put them back in. Uh, another great thing has been hearing from younger listeners. Here's another one. Hi, Jeff and Ryan. My name is Raven. And I am a 16-year-old from East Tennessee who loves MASH. I discovered MASH only at the beginning of this year through a MeTV commercial which mentioned a MASH episode, specifically the Point of View episode, aha, written by Ken Levine and David Isaacs. I became interested and watched that episode and immediately fell in love. I then went and watched the entire series and a little later rewatched the series. I absolutely love it. For one thing, the characters are so lovable and amazing, and the actors are even better. It makes me happy seeing how humble and appreciative and happy all of the cast are in their accomplishments. Even though I've only known about the show for a few months, you all are like family to me. It's good to know that I'm not the only young person who loves the show. My family never thought I would get into it. They don't understand what I like about it. They think it's boring. (laughs) But I think it's magical. I discovered your podcast a few weeks ago and have caught up on all the episodes and and I love it. You guys are doing great, and I hope you keep it up for a long time. There is more I want to say, and I have a few questions, but I'll save those for another email. Also, you guys are awesome and really sweet. Thanks for taking the time to read this super long email. (laughs) Well, thank you, Raven, for writing your super long email. It's, again, so great to hear from younger MASH fans. And uh, your family, they think it's boring. Well, your family is wrong. (laughs) It's your family. No, they're not right. We got to talk to them, Ryan. They're, this is not good. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. Gee, 
Raven, how did you make it through to 16 even? (laughs) And Sharon says, I'm still catching up on past episodes and on number 49, the lady whose rabbit watched MASH was mentioned in brief. This reminded me of my cat, Taylor, who loves watching TV and in particular TV Land's reruns of MASH. Here's photo proof. And she sent us a photo of her cat, Taylor, watching MASH. And this might be the most adorable photo I've seen in a a long, long time. And the cat happens to be watching Alan Alda. He's got a great close-up. Yes. And it is a really cute shot of Alan and a a really adorable shot of the cat. And here's what I'm going to do, Sharon. I am going to send that picture to Alan and say... Sharon sent this to us, and I'm going to send him the picture of the kitty watching him. (laughs) That's great. We will also post the photo on our website for the show notes for this episode, episode 64 at mashmatters.com. And hey, if you have other photos of, you know, if you if your pet watches MASH or you have a, (laughs) a, a pet whose name was inspired by MASH or whatever, you know, just like my dog, Walter, please send us pictures because we love pictures of your pets. Unless you have a pet mouse or a pet snake. <laughs> or a pet black widow. I don't want to see that. Yeah, or a tarantula even. I don't care. Well, maybe a tarantula. They're kind of cool. They're furry. They have, they're, they're furry, cute. and I don't think they have poison. Black widows. Although I understand that black widows, even though they bite you, unless you're very elderly, which it's possible, or a very, very young person, Like a baby, if a black widow spider bites a baby or a very elderly person, it can have a very bad effect. But normally they just, it makes you go ouch at the sight, but it doesn't really kill you. Again, please (laughs) do not take any medical advice from this podcast. (laughs) If you are bitten by a black widow spider, please seek medical attention. (laughs) It's okay, doc. Igor told me I'm not going to die from this. It'll be fine. Attorney Les Abel, please. <laughs> Attorney Les Abel in Los Angeles, California. Uh, a message from one of our other Patreon VIPs. This is coming from Mark. He says, in season five, episode one, Bug Out, part one, about six minutes and 40 seconds into the episode, a delirious patient grabs and hugs Frank Burns while screaming, Alice, Alice. That sure sounds like Jeff's voice. Did Jeff do a voiceover for that scene? Keep up the great work. By the way, he also notes that this is the episode where BJ refers to you as Salkowitz. So you may have gotten a workout in this episode, Jeff. Gee. Here's an audio clip. Let's let's go to the audio tape. Okay. Here we go. Alice! Alice! Let me go! Let me go! Oh, give him a break, Alice. You're the first woman he's seen in months. So I agree with Mark that it certainly does sound like your voice. Alice, Alice. Hey, Alice. Hey, Alice. Hey, Alice. Yeah, kind of. Well, here's the, the secret. No, it, it was not me. I did not do that. Okay. I don't know who the heck that was. Wow. So it's somebody who sounds like you. It must have been. Uh, he was certainly a wonderful person, blessed with a gorgeous voice. He did, obviously mistaken for me. It happens. Get me a Jeff Maxwell type. <laughs> yeah. 
They get that Alice guy. He was good. Yeah, yeah, because if you watch the episode and you listen to that, it's obviously recorded after the fact, ADR and dropped over the audio. And maybe it is the same actor who's saying it, but it's not live. You can tell that that's been recorded. So I can see why Mark and and probably others, including myself, thought maybe that was your voice, but mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. evidently no. Uh, that must have been the actor playing Igor because you were playing Salkowitz in this episode. Yeah, I, I'm very confused now. I'm yeah. so mixed up. <laughs> Was that did they hire Salkowitz to say Alice Alice or the did we did he imitate Igor? I don't know. Actually, her full name is Alice Salkowitz. Too, Alice so, Salkowitz. Yeah. That's a fun fact. Wasn't that a movie with Dustin Hoffman? <laughs> it was. Yes, he was good in that. All right, let's go to the phone lines. Here is a voicemail. Hey Jeff, uh, this is Sean from New Mexico. I just recently found your show on Spotify, and I've been listening to every episode. My question is, do you have any good Dennis Troy stories? I know he was a very rare actor. He did work on MASH throughout the seasons as different personalities. He's a driver, uh, Medicaid, what have you. But uh, just wondering if you have any good Dennis Troy stories. And I just recently found out that a good friend's smiling jacket died. So please give him a uh, good to do on your show. Thank you. Okay, so uh, two things here. We did talk a little bit about Dennis Troy way back yeah. episode number six, actually. We talked about Dennis and Roy. Roy. Dennis is one of those faces you saw in a lot of episodes, just like Roy. He usually didn't have a line. Every now and then he would have a quick little short line. They did give him a line in the finale, which was very nice. I'm going back to Colorado. My father-in-law's got a ranch there. He always had like his glasses and a mustache and he was just always that guy. You saw him a lot, but you may not know his name. And you've talked a little bit about him throughout the years of doing this podcast, but what are some memories that you have of Dennis Troy? Well, Dennis was a terrific guy. It it was kind of a little team, Dennis and Roy, because Dennis and Roy had actually worked as stand-ins on Hogan's Heroes. And so they'd known each other for a long, long time. And uh, Gene Reynolds, I believe, if I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm saying this accurately, but Gene Reynolds, because he knew them and liked them a lot, uh, he brought them to MASH when they started MASH. And Roy became Gary Berghoff's stand-in, and Dennis was Wayne Rogers' stand-in. And there was another gentleman who was Alan Alda's stand-in at the time, but that's how they kind of started there. And as the show progressed and people are given those lines, uh, because uh, Roy and Dennis were so you know loyal to the show, and they really were. They were there from the very beginning to the very end. They each got parts and stuff, and so we would see Dennis throughout the sh- all the uh, eleven years of the show. He was a terrific guy with a wonderful personality, great laugh. He sort of fancied himself as a stuntman and volunteered. You well, we gotta have somebody get hit by the jeep. I'll do it. <laughs> so Dennis was the first guy to raise his hand. And, uh, you know, by golly, he would, he did it pretty well. And so he would do some of the stunts that you'd see various people, you know, having to fall down or whatever. Uh, they would use him as a stuntman, and he was pretty good. I was always terrified that he was going to be hurt, but <laughs> he never was. Um, he had a terrible toupee <laughs> and uh, he would wear it and it would be crooked from time to time. And that was kind of funny. Roy and Dennis, though they loved each other and they were such good friends, were like oil and water. Roy was a, you know, I'm going to be slightly political for the moment, just in terms 
Roy was a very, very liberal guy politically, and Dennis was a very, very uh, right-wing guy politically. Mm -hmm. And so all they did was argue about things, about that. Uh, it was really, really fun to listen to them. Could they go at each other all day long? Uh, but again, they loved each other. I mean, mm -hmm. uh, so Dennis was a you know great guy. I loved his friendship. We were very close. The three of us were very, very close. You know, I remember him fondly. I don't know where he is. I know, you know, sadly, Roy passed away. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know the whereabouts of Dennis Troy. So if Dennis Troy, you hear this podcast or anybody that knows Dennis Troy, please ask him to get in touch with us, matters.com. Yeah. Uh, we would love to talk with you and maybe have you on the podcast. But uh, most important part is I'd love to know that you're okay and love to know what your life is all about right now. But so enjoy Dennis. He's a great guy. And Sean also alluded to Smiling Jack. And yeah, we recently learned of the passing of Robert Hogan, who passed away at the age of 87. He played Smiling Jack on the episode Smiling Jack. What a career he had. He was in so many shows, not only MASH, but he, I mean, everything from I Dream of Genie and the Twilight Zone all the way up to like The Wire and Law and Order. And he was on General Hospital and One Life to Live. And he had a really, really long career. Hogan's heroes too. In fact, Robert Hogan, his name was the inspiration for Hogan uh, in Hogan's Heroes. Mm. We also lost within the same day, we also lost Arlene Golanka, mm. who had played Edwina Ferguson in the episode Edwina. It was it was kind of sad there in, in the span of 24 hours, we lost two really well-known guest actors from the series. So that was a sad day. And I'm feeling a little dizzy myself. I don't know. <laughs> don't you? You're not I mean, going anywhere, young man. <laughs> okay, I'll stay right here. And from Ian, Ian says, Hi, Jeff and Ryan. I went on another hike to to the MASH site today. Not only is the Malibu Creek hike a standalone gorgeous hike in itself, but arriving at the MASH site always brings a smile to my face and always gives me that comfortable, familiar feeling. And they've recently done some upkeep there, which made me very happy. Silly story, my girlfriend and I climbed up the large rock near the creek of the set and had a little picnic there. Unfortunately, when I jumped down off the rock, I completely ripped the backside of my shorts wide open, which suddenly made me feel like now I belong to a fairly small club of mash actors who might have had embarrassing below the belt moments there bottoms up anywho on the small chance that you end up reading this on the podcast yeah you're right ian it's a very small chance that we're going to read this on the podcast i have a question for you guys i've always been impressed by the show's ability to stage and shoot the hustle and bustle of ambulances jeeps buses that roll through the camp when wounded arrive but there have been times when i've noticed some pretty close calls where it's amazing someone didn't get hit or run over because they were running in front of a vehicle or the vehicle was driving very fast close to people were there any accidents or near accidents that ever occurred during the more hectic wounded arrival scenes that Jeff, you either witnessed or Ryan, you've read about? Love the podcast and love the continued shared celebration of our favorite show. Well, thank you, Ian. First of all, I'm putting a picture of Ian and his split shorts on our website, the show notes at this episode 64 at mashmatters.com. Thank you for sharing those photos, Ian. You do have to be over 21 to be that picture. <laughs> That's <though>. right. <laughs> In fact, you really should be over 67 to have you picture. Uh, but you know, he's right there. There were, when, when you see like the choppers coming in and you see those buses and those ambulances rolling in, there are people running all <laughs> over yeah. the place. And it does seem like it, it would be a miracle if there was never an incident where somebody got tagged by a Jeep or something in all of that. Matt, do you remember anything Jeff happening at the ranch? I don't remember any accidents ever happening. I don't. And that kind of goes back to Dennis Troy. 
some of the, the the drivers of those jeeps and trucks and everything were very trained folks. Mm -hmm. And Dennis was one of the guys who would drive a lot of them because he was, as I say, we go back to him being a stunt person. He was a good driver. And so they would call on him to do those kind of tricky maneuvers if you're in a jeep or a truck, mm -hmm. as well as somebody getting out of the way of a jeep or a truck. So if there had to be a close call, it was probably Dennis doing that hmm. because he was the only one crazy enough to risk his life yeah. and do those things. But I honestly don't remember any accident ever happening. Wow. So, That's you know, impressive. That good. I mean, yeah. that really is. <laughs> yeah, it is. And yeah. kudos to the, like the, the assistant directors and guys who were, who were sort of, you know, directing all that. Mm -hmm. You're right. It, it was, it was pretty cool the way, the, the way it looked, mm -hmm. but it didn't hurt anybody. So that's yeah. amazing. Yeah. 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 There's always those uh, moments. There's, you know, several moments with the main cast too, you see occasionally. And one that's popping into my mind is the episode where uh, Potter fails his driving test and he has to go retake the driving test with Rizzo Potter's driving and Klinger kind of stumbles in front of the Jeep and Potter at full speed, mind you, has to sway to get out of the way and Klinger has to jump out of the way. And if you watch that episode, it's them. It's Harry Morgan driving and it's Klinger jumping out of the way. And I'm thinking, wow, that that was risky Yeah, <laughs> to, have, to have the Jeep that close to one of your, yeah. you're driven by one of your main stars and yeah. almost hitting one of your main stars. Uh, that is, that is something to, uh, to not go to a wide shot and use Dennis Troy as clinger, you know? <laughs> <It's true. laughs> yeah, wow. that's true. Yeah. Well, I'm but glad to hear that you know, nobody uh, ever got hurt or, or took a helicopter blade to the noggin or anything. Cause that would have been, yeah. that would have been something. Would have been a bad day. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of the times they asked me to throw myself in front of a Jeep just because they weren't even shooting the show. Yeah, they, they weren't even filming. Yeah, they're <laughs> throw yourself in front of that Jeep, will you please? It was during the read through, which I thought was odd, but That's you know, odd. Dude. I did the Jeep in and it smelled, there was gasoline. <laughs> Terrible. Our dear friend Priscilla, our Patreon VIP. Hello, Jeff and Ryan. As many before me have written, I love the podcast and the vision you two have for it, and it's helped immensely during this hellish year of uncertainty and hate. Wow, <laughs> that alone, I'm, I got to lay down and think about just that. Ryan, thank you for reaching out to Jeff with this idea of a podcast about a show that ended before I was born and is still popular. It is because of fans like us that keeps this show alive, and I thank you. Jeff, the amazing Private Igor, and a huge thank you for agreeing to be a huge part of the podcast. It's always nice that they, the word huge is always referred to Jeff Maxwell. <laughs> Jeff Maxwell and huge is thank you. No comment. Being a huge part of, the, <laughs> a part of this podcast by dedicating your time and showing the love you have for us. It has been amazing so far listening to your stories and fondness of your time on the show. But enough of the small talk, fellas. What you're doing collectively has been something I have always dreamed of. History of not only my favorite show of all time, but history of the world before I was even a twinkle in my mother's eye. Well, this is making me feel a little old, Ryan. I'm, I'm sorry. I went ahead and took my nap. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <sighs> Growing up in Southern California, Hollywood has been something that I've always found fascinating and how different it was back when the show was filmed versus how it is during my generation. Thanks to the amazing interviews, I now have a stream of witty stories of times past. 
You know, in that regard, Priscilla, I hate to interrupt your letter for just a moment, but I'm going to make a recommendation that you buy a friend of mine's book. He wrote a wonderful book called You Must Remember This, Life and Style in Hollywood's Golden Age. Great book, talks all about the wonderful, well, life and style of Hollywood and what it was like back then and who did what and how they looked and what they said doing it. So I highly recommend it. It's written by Robert Wagner. We all probably know Robert Wagner from being an iconic movie star. He's a terrific guy, and he wrote a wonderful book. You must remember this, so I highly recommend reading it. You'll really enjoy it. I'll put a link to that in the show notes, too, at mashmatters.com. Back to the letter. MASH has always been a large part of my life, watching with my grandparents. Growing up for me was difficult at times, and MASH was always there to cheer me up, like coming home to a group of friends. I was diagnosed with autism when I was three years old, and social cues and tones for me have, and still are at times, always been difficult for me to understand. Growing up watching this show has helped me with humor, sadness, mourning, love, hate. The list of emotions is endless. I don't think there are any other other emotions. Do you? I don't. That's it, isn't it? Humor, sadness, mourning, love, hate. What else is there? Hunger. Hunger. Maybe I'm just hungry. I don't know. <laughs> The entire cast and crew, in their own way, helped me understand the world around me. I truly can empathize with the characters and, in return, better understand emotions of all kinds and how to deal with them when the chips are down. Hawkeye always there to offer a drink and jokes with Trapper or BJ by his side. Our father, Francis Mulcahy, who loved and cared for all as we all should. Major Hot Lips to show us that we can change from our toxic ways and become a better person. Klinger, Radar, Igor, and the rest of the non-coms always treating you like one of the guys. Colonel Potter, eternally offering good advice with a stiff belt. And finally, my beloved Charles Emerson Winchester III. Though his blue blood stinks at times, he has a heart of gold and compassionate soul. So as I end my semi-love letter to the show, I don't think it's a semi-love letter. I think it is a love letter. I think she's head over heels. Yeah. I think that's true. I want to thank both Ryan and Jeff for the amazing podcast and congratulate them on finishing this very long letter. (laughs) I cannot wait to hear more episodes. Well, that's wonderful. Priscilla, thank you so much. Those are wonderful words. Wonderful, wonderful words. Jeff, you and I had the privilege of talking with Priscilla. She is one of our majors uh, for our Patreon VIPs. And uh, part of that is that you get to have a Zoom chat with us. So we had our Zoom chat with her recently and she was just, she was just delightful. I apologize, Priscilla, that it took us this long to read your letter. And that goes to anybody who has ever sent us anything. (laughs) You have to understand that we have a stockpile of over 100 letters and questions and emails and voicemails and whatever that we have not gotten to yet. We're going to get to them eventually, but we haven't gotten to them yet. And uh, Priscilla, your letter kind of got lost in the mix of those. So uh, I'm sorry that it took us this long to read it, but uh, it was so wonderful talking to you and hearing your story. And thank you so much for the kind words. We do this podcast for you and fans like you. So thank you. No, she was delightful on that Zoom uh, conversation. She was just terrific. We, I enjoyed that so much. And uh, she has a fiance. I guess she's mm-hmm. about to get married. Yeah. And yeah. we tried to get the fiance on the call, but he just wouldn't do it. We didn't meet him, but we did meet her cat, Loki. 
That was a good trade-off. The cat loves Mash as well. So there's two cats now that watch Mash. <laughs> we have two cats, one mouse, a snake, uh, a tarantula, a tarantula. <laughs> whatever you need. We got it here at the Mash Zoo. <laughs> Thank you, Priscilla, for your kind words. Thank you also for being a Mash VIP on Patreon. We want to salute some other Patreon VIPs. We want to salute Private Nancy Black. Private Andrea Lynn Van Binschoten. Andrea, I never know how to pronounce your last name. And I you've told me in the past how to say it, and I still don't know if I'm saying it correctly. Binschoten, Binschotten, Binschnachen, Schnachen, Schnag, Bagaga, Dialogan. That's really, that's beautiful. Gosh, that was beautiful. Thank you. Corporal David Azell. Corporal Jennifer Gibbons, who recently was promoted from private. Well, congratulations, Jennifer. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I'm saluting you right now. You can't see me, but I'm doing it. And Captain Greg Richter. Captain Christo Cheris. Major Mark Preter. And Major Gabrielle Fortier. Thank you for being a VIP with Patreon. You also can support the show, help us keep the lights on and the bills paid and keep the show out there in the potosphere by going to mashmatters.com slash support and signing up to be a Mash Matters VIP for as low as $3 a month. You can get all the details and unlock some really cool rewards and some swag we'll send you. And you could even get a Zoom chat with uh, myself and Mr. Jeff Maxwell. And... If you're lucky, we will murder your name when you send it in and we read it over the uh, podcast. We will just trash it, murder it. That's right. It'll be wonderful. You'll love it. You can reach out to us, mashmatterspodcast at gmail.com. You can also find us on Twitter. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. We're everywhere. And you can call and leave a voicemail under three minutes in length at 513-436-4077. By golly, is that it? We're done. We're done? Yes. I'm going to go outside and see if I can see any black widow spiders. They might be watching the show right now. Until next time, here's looking up your old address. <laughs> <laughs>